It is the North Carolina Theater's production of Beautiful, the Carol King musical, Tony and Grammy award-winning show, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time, coming to Raleigh Memorial Auditorium in the Martin Marietta Center, October 10th through the 15th. Tickets at nctheater.com. I'm here with Matt Murphy from New Pulse FM, and we are proud to welcome into our studio this morning Elena Ricardo playing the part of Carol King, Tim Rogan playing the part of Jerry Goffin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone today? Good. <laughs> We're oh, good. This is the kicking off our start here. Yeah. Right. And you just, did you just arrive in Raleigh? Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so okay. You're getting us. We haven't even had a rehearsal yet. So this Uh-oh. is kind of We like, don't even know what's going on. Very We're fresh. Like... <laughs> yeah. This will be great. They got yeah. that new car smell on them right exactly. now. That's right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about uh, this, this musical. Uh, some may not know the name Carol King, but they know the songs of Carol King. A uh, hundred and eighteen wow. Billboard Hot 100 songs she either wrote or co-wrote. The Chiffons, uh, the Shirelles, uh, the Drifters, One Fine Day, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, Take Good Care of My Baby, Some Kind of Wonderful, Chains, Locomotion, Up on the Roof, Pleasant Valley Sunday, You Make Me Feel Like a ding, Natural ding, 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 Woman, ding. It's Too Late, So Far Away, <laughs> with her then-husband, Jerry Goffin. And Elena, what is it about these songs that live on? I think because during that time... Um, 1650 Broadway was, uh, and Don Kirshner, who is mm-hmm. uh, in our show, he wanted to take on teenagers to write songs for teenagers. So these lyrics were so tangible and relatable for that generation. It was their songbook. So one of the best parts of doing the show is how visceral a response people have when they hear the start of that song. It sends them immediately back into a very specific school dance or moment like that. So... I think those songs stand the test of time because they were written by the, the kids of that time. Mm-hmm. And arguably, Carol King, not just one of the greatest female singer-songwriters, I would put her on a Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of singer-songwriters mm-hmm. of the entire era, the James Taylors, the Joni Mitchells, the Paul Simons, people of that. I mean, she is that important. And still kicking it, mm-hmm. like still writing and still touring and mm-hmm. still contributing to the music. Um, and I, I find that her music, um, when it's when I show it to other people who maybe are a little bit younger than me, um, they latch on to those lyrics. She tells a complete story in a pop song, which is really hard to do. One more. I, w- I want to ask yeah. this, and we're going to get to Tim here in a second, but um, this is not the first time you've played Carol <laughs> in this, so you you... You've done this a couple times. I have definitely paid my Carol dues. Um, <laughs> I did the national tour, which led to the Broadway company, which has led to multiple productions around the country this past year. I got to do it in Texas, and I got to do it in Massachusetts and here. And so I feel very lucky and honored. And every time I do it, I'm still very nervous because I want to do justice to this story and to Carol. Okay, so I, I have a question for both of you guys. Um what was your favorite moment in the show and why? Tim? Um, I have a one of my favorite moments is the Pleasant Valley Sunday sequence mm-hmm. um, because for everybody knows the song, the monkeys hit, it was very, very successful. But within the show, it's a super, super dark 
point for Jerry. And uh, I know in Carol's uh, memoir, she talks about that he wrote it as this thing, as uh, he had such disdain for the life that they were living at this time, and it was just so against what, what he needed on the inside. And so there's this moment of where we think that there's this reformation going on within the character, but then we kind of get to break the fourth wall a little bit and then kind of see what's actually going on in Jerry's mind behind the lyrics. And so it's kind of this, this crucial moment, and then you then see how things play out after yeah. that don't want to give things away but it's this it's this dark turning point within the show and vocally it's kind of the one that the Jerry track gets to sort of unleash the most so personally I love I love that moment so yeah. and then there's some other really really great moments that Jerry has anytime that he gets to interact with their daughter because you see the father that he was and so you see the conflict within the guy and so there might be all this chaos going around he has this hard exterior but then anytime that the daughter comes into stage he just melts so <laughs> those are those those are two of my favorite moments now that, that, that's great to hear so my next question is, yeah. how did you prepare for that role? So what's the process? <laughs> yeah, um, so what's the process? I, I always go, so for me, and it's, it's different for everybody, but I just go sponge mode where okay. I try to watch as much stuff as I can. I will try to, because the show was on Broadway and there have been things, I try to watch productions. I try to watch interviews, try to watch uh, recordings of who they were reading Carol's book. What, okay, what was Carol's perspective on this? Jerry, very unfortunately, as he got older, I mean, even, and they address it within the show, you see the mental health issues that was going on and you see his sort of cognitive ability it it sort of rapidly deteriorated and so while he was still working and stuff like that this dude was really struggling and I had a funny moment during the the process uh, yeah. for this <laughs> of where I had done all of this research listened to all these things and I went I've never heard Jerry speak I don't actually know what Jerry's voice is like yeah and that again is Carol being so out into the public eye even until this day but then Jerry very unfortunately with the deteriorating mindset kind of became a little bit more reclusive about the stuff that he would do so I had to dig and then found um, a couple great radio interviews and there's one, I found this one clip that I don't know if you've seen but it's him and Carol I think maybe at 1650 it's maybe 15 seconds long but it's of Jerry being like yeah. no 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 it's got to be hot it's got to be hot and then it's and then Carol wailing and then that's it and I was it's, but it's <laughs> well, them well you have to send that to me it's them at, I don't even you couldn't ask me where wow. but it's just yeah. one of those YouTube Bing deep dive things but that was great what made him the lyricist that he, I mean, you know, Carol King's incredible, is an incredible songwriter, but to be a lyricist, you got to be, there's something going on there. What did you find out about his genius yeah. in writing lyrics? So this is, again, one of the fun things about what we're getting to do with you guys right now is that we haven't even had this table talk yet as, <laughs> uh, as, as a cast and stuff. But one of the big things for me that I've connected with with Jerry is this concept of him always wanting to be, he's a failed playwright. And so he's this guy that he, he always wanted to be a brilliant writer. He wanted to make these plays. He understanding the human condition, all of that stuff he that comes didn't with. He like pop music yeah, at all. Yeah, which you'll see from the very first <laughs> scene of the show that we have together. But so it's this thing of... Uh, he, as a writer, and then I think there's something about one being a writer, and then I think there's another thing about being a playwright in particular, about wanting to have that performed, where you got to understand human beings. And then I know you know people have talked about this in the past, and it, Carol has attest has uh, attributed this to Jerry too, 
of him in the 1950s and 60s having this unbelievable human insight to even women's thoughts and being able to to write these emotions from a female point of view that was a hyper progressive thing that you're like well you know people hear carol singing these songs and she's going yeah, Jerry wrote those lyrics. Wow. Jerry's the she's she's this vessel, and it's her melody and stuff like that. But even Carol going, yeah, Jerry was the one that kind of perfectly encapsulated with these words the, the you know what a young girl would be thinking in this moment. So I think it just comes back to you're like you know what was his ability. So you then take all of the stuff that would be in a normal two to three hour play, and then he's just trying to find the most hyper condensed version and the simplest version to put it into a two and a half minute song. Wow, it's mm-hmm. amazing. That- Elena, you can't tell the Carol King story without Jerry Goffin. You can't. And and yet Carol and Jerry divorced in 1969 mm-hmm. and then she became a superstar on her own, but it's that growth process, I guess, in the story that lays the foundation for her career as a solo artist. Absolutely. I mean, the best music is written out of heartbreak and out yeah. of disappointment. Um, and I'm sure she contributes some of that to Tapestry was about that, was about mm-hmm. that for her. Um, singing Natural Woman for her was extremely challenging because those were um, lyrics written by Jerry. Mm -hmm. So returning to that in the Tapestry album was really difficult for her to sing. But in the end, they loved each other like just right till the very end. uh, He was the father of her kids Mm -hmm. and and they maintained a good relationship. So she is one of the most mature um, artists who just always stayed loving him and and they still stayed writing some songs together and um i'm just a huge fan of how they handled their divorce and still created Mm -hmm. music and magic out of it we're talking with elena ricardo playing carol king and tim rogan playing jerry goffin in north carolina theater's production of beautiful the carol king musical it's coming to raleigh memorial auditorium october 10th through the 15th tickets at nctheater.com now uh, both of you have been on stage and on television. Bonk, bonk. You know, I can't do the <laughs> Law and Order. Bonk, 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 bonk. Lane has been on Law and Order, and and Tim's been um, flight attended. Flight attendant, yes, yes, right. And agent, um, agent, what's up, agent? What up, <laughs> Tim, Tim Kendrick? That's right. Which do you like better? Do you like the stage or do you like TV slash film? more yes Tim. Um, i i love them both and mm-hmm. i know it seems like such a cop-out answer but i didn't start and i'd be curious to hear elena's history with it but i didn't start doing anything on camera really until i started until i moved to new york mm-hmm. um and so that was a, a handful of years ago well, we're closing in on a decade but so i didn't start really doing on camera stuff everything was theater and then predominantly music theater and I have really, really loved the different challenges that both things present. And I remember in the in the theater world thinking it was so funny when people would be like, oh, well, you know, in the on-camera stuff, you guys get as many takes as you want. Yeah. And you, can, you just get to do it until you're it's right. So and, I'm like, true. and I'm like, have you ever been on a set? You get one, maybe two shots yeah. with some of this stuff. So I'm like, to, it, it's that thing. Of, I'm like, no, no, no. You got to show up. And it is opening night, right? Yeah. No, you, You're mm-hmm. showing up and you're executing. So then the rehearsal process for theater, I've grown to be so appreciative of. And then the flip side, the thing that I love so much about the on 
camera world is this revelation of being like, oh, I'm the first and last person that's going to ever say these lines. And that every time, every time you do something, even if it's a, yeah. a couple of lines in the flight attendant, I'm like, well, that's it. That's yeah. I get to be the one to do it. I get to originate stuff, which in the music theater world, to be in an original Broadway cast of something is such, I mean, that's a lifetime achievement for some mm-hmm. people to get it, to get a crack at that. So I, I know it seems like such a cop-out answer, but I, I truly <laughs> love the challenges that both and, of them get to present. And I go, and if I'm working, I'm happy. So yeah, yeah I'm not going to. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. Elena, you've been in Mamma Mia mm-hmm. on stage, uh-huh. on Broadway, yep. but also a lot of television and film. Yeah. Which one is better for you? I have no hesitation saying that I'm a theater nerd mm-hmm. all the way. Uh, there well, is, you grew up in the business. Well, I did. Your parents were. My, yes. Both my parents were Broadway dancers mm-hmm. and performers, um, and I resisted it for a long time. You wanted to be a gymnast. I did. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a, a gymnast, and uh, <laughs> that made my parents very happy. And then I was like, I think I actually want to be an actor. And they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they have been very supportive, mm-hmm. and... I'm, you know, getting to do Mamma Mia and getting to do some of the shows I've done. I've incorporated, like, gymnastics here and there. Uh, I did a production of Spring Awakening in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey and, like, found a way to put a back handspring into, into course, one of the songs. Of like, why not? <laughs> um, and doing Bring It On, which was my first um, professional gig. I got to do cheerleading mm-hmm. and stunting and tumbling and hip-hop dancing. It was Gymnastics has come in handy with my theater. Um, But I love film and TV. Different challenge. Um, A little just more, you go on set, you do your job. It's not as much creation. um, And it's not as rewarding because you just have a bunch of crew people around you who could you know, <laughs> you don't have an audience that's like really with yeah. you. Although sometimes audiences are not. If they're with good you. audiences, if they're, if they're good yeah, audiences, yeah. there are bad audiences. But um, I love live theater. I will always want to do that. So, um, my final question for both of you guys: What was the most rewarding part of being part of Beautiful, the Carol King musical? Hmm. Um, I think getting to um, play. A very different kind of ingenue. Um, I think I had, before I knew who Carole King was, I just knew that she was a songwriter. And I knew that, you know, she was a pretty girl who worked her way up. And (laughs) and her story is so much more complex and nuanced and and raw. And I love that I got to play this 16-year-old who gritted her way to the top. It was not easy ever for her. So to play someone who's, whose ambition and love for what they do is what got them to their success and mm-hmm. nothing else, no mm-hmm. easy handouts, um, that's an honor for me to get to play somebody like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, this is my first crack of the show, but I think one of the most rewarding things is anytime you get to do a show where you're playing a real person, Yeah, there is... Automatically, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. And like, there's there's a responsibility that comes with that. And so, there's obviously a difference between sort of the universe that the show takes place in, because there are certain uh, facts and dates and things, names that get skewed and manipulated. So, the universe of the show versus the universe, uh, the the real world scenario. But you know that this is Jerry. You know that this is a real guy. You know that this is a dude that struggled. This is a a man who was a son. He was a husband. He is a father. You know, he's all those things. And so for you to sort of get to do justice by who this person was, there's a huge, tremendous responsibility that happens with that. And I think that's true for sort of any biographical uh, story that you get to tell. There's just an extra added layer of thing if it's just versus if it's strictly based in fiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did want to ask you one other question, Elena. 
Carol King has such a unique, smoky, <laughs> sort of raspy, soulful totally. voice when you sing that. Are you trying to emulate Carol any, or do you have to just do it in your way? Because yeah. it's so rec- such a recognizable voice. How do you do yeah. that? Well, there are a lot of jukebox musicals where the uh, actors are encouraged, like with the Cher musical, they really wanted you to morph your vowels and really sound like her. With Tina Turner, Adrian mm-hmm. really sounded like Tina mm-hmm. Turner. But this company really encouraged all of the people playing Carol to not emulate that okay. sound because, A, it is iconic and with and only she can do it. Two, it's hard to maintain eight times a week. Mm-hmm. And and third, that it's a, the people listening to this music don't care if you don't sound like her. It's about okay. the music, not the sound of your voice. So okay. they really just were like, just come in there, sound like yourself. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. certain stylings. Of course, mm-hmm. they don't want us sounding like we're big and brassy. We have to certainly sure. fit the period, but sound like ourselves. So you will not hear, you know, Carol King's voice out of my mouth, mm-hmm. but you won't care because mm-hmm. you're going to be hearing it in your head when the music starts. Yeah, but Tim, they're, they're both New Yorkers, right? Yeah. So you do need oh, to affect that accent, yeah. don't yeah. you? Yeah. And, and, and now you're from Maryland. Yeah. So... Do you do a good New York accent? We're going to find out. Yeah, come to the North Carolina Theater and find out. So. Hey! Totally. But that is but part of that no, is part sure. it's, right? I mean, it's yeah. a great, I mean, to, to bring it back to like what I was just talking about, it's, a, it's you have the thing, and especially in something like a music theater show versus, let's say, a feature film uh, biographical, mm-hmm. you know, a movie like that, where there is the world of the show and where you go, right, we have these heavy Brooklyn accents, but then when it comes to the songs, they go, well, we kind of orchestrated and wrote these to be pronounced in sort of that mid-Atlantic dialect and stuff like that. And again, the same thing with with Jerry Goffin is that you're like, he, you know, he was not a, a singer-singer. And so you know within these shows, they're like, well, we want this for the medium that is a you right. know Broadway stage for this to translate well over. And so it is that unique hybridization of how do we take these real world, this real world mm-hmm. story and then adapt mm-hmm. it for the medium that mm-hmm. is a Broadway music theater show. Yeah. I've never seen anybody, um, everyone's voices, all the carols I'm thinking about, we all sound so different. And I've never had an audience member be like, yeah, that bothered me that you didn't say it. But maybe, maybe they're just not saying it. Maybe they're secretly thinking it. But so far, so good. We all have our own own unique sound, just like she did. Yeah. As we end, a couple of uh, fun facts. I don't have any fun facts on Tim, but we're going to ask him about fun facts. But fun fact about Elena, what is this about you holding the high school push-up record? (laughs) It is on your resume, for God's sakes. Well, everyone always includes a little, like, funny thing on their resume, although mine's pretty cool. Um, So I obviously was a gymnast, so Mm -hmm. there was a time in my life where I was all muscle. And so it was probably like seventh grade, and we had to do fitness tests. Yeah, as you guys probably yeah, remember. I remember those. And besides the the mile run, I dominated every fitness because we're gymnasts. Like yeah. we just we use our full body. So mm-hmm. I did eighty one push ups in a minute. Oh my gosh! Full all the way down, touch chest to the floor push ups, and uh, nobody has been able to beat that, wow. How about that? male or female. Well, How about now, that? Tim, could you do that? Uh-huh. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> eighty one in one minute. No, I weighed no, ninety no. pounds. We've, maybe. No, no, she yeah. got that gymnast strength. I don't think in, in the seventh grade too. No, wow. I didn't, puberty didn't kick in for me until 
the eighth grade, so yeah, right I mean, here, it would too. have been able to yeah. beat me up in the seventh grade. Okay, it's very then clear. fun fact about Tim that we don't know. Well, he's like with that. Right? He's a Star Wars fan. Oh, hardcore. <laughs> hardcore. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I can. We can go all okay, day. What, we can all, have a whole side the, talk show. The whole thing. The gamut. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep dive. All yeah. this new Ahsoka series. I'm, I'm like, literally, yeah. I'm literally. No pausing. spoilers. I haven't I'm watched pausing, it all. Pausing and freeze yeah. framing and talking to my fiance and being like, okay, so that is when the Purgle and then what happened at the end of Rebels and when when Thrawn. So anyway, no, what, how do you pronounce it? Ahsoka. 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 Yeah. Okay, who yeah. is Ahsoka? I'm not a star. So Ahsoka. Wow. Ahsoka was uh, Anakin Skywalker's pad one that in the Clone Wars TV series that. Did you watch the cartoon created. too? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Bro, I'm ready to go. Yes. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go deep on this if you guys want to. Yeah. <laughs> about Carol King all day, but we open up the Star Wars. That's like it's like borderline religious. Yeah. So yeah. Any other questions? I'm happy to sit and you know. We're just plugging Disney Plus right now uh, because I'm they're sorry. struggling. They're Truly. struggling for money. Yeah. Right? So. Truly. It's been a pleasure. We've got Elena Ricardo playing the role of Carol King. We got Tim Rogan playing the role of Jerry Goffin in beautiful the Carol King musical, Tony and Grammy award winning show. She's one of the greatest singer-songwriters ever. Raleigh Memorial Auditorium, Martin Marietta Center, October 10th through 15th. Tickets. Buy your tickets now to get the best seats. nctheater.com. Tim, Elena, thanks. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you.